0: in Urbandale.
1: Cubs outfielder Ian Happ has won the first Gold Glove award of his career, while the Cardinals' Nolan Arenado won his 10th Gold Glove in his 10th season tying Ichiro Suzuki's record. More accolades for Iowa senior Jack Campbell named a semifinalist for the Butkus Award for the nation's top linebacker. Tennessee checks in at number one in the initial college football playoff rankings, followed by fellow unbeatens Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. I'm Doug Thompson. (laughs)
2: From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is Mug Day with $7 Cousin Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon.
3: Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. You know what the music means. Off to the Windy City we go. He's David Kaplan. He joins us at this time each and every Wednesday. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible. Let's get right to him. Cap, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Cap. Or what's new in your world?
4: All is well. I'm sitting in my office, actually, at the radio station, taking these cyber threat assessment and everything (laughs)
3: else.
4: I keep getting all these emails. You you have past due training. <laughs> it's not like, awful. I gotta, I gotta knock
3: these out. Uh, I get it same way, uh, and it's just um, it seems like a waste of time. But that's uh, it's a requirement, so we we it push on. It is what on. it is. Yep. Hey, let's let's talk Bears. Then I want to get to the White Sox and just kind of get the uh, the feel of White Sox fans after Pedro Greifol. I Believe I'm saying his name was um, who the Royals Gr- didn't want.
4: Grifoll. Grifoll is what we're being. Yeah, like, like greet you, Yep. Pedro, Griefall.
3: That's Grifol. what we're being told. All right. Uh, well, since we're there, let, let's stay there. Then we'll come back to the Bears. Uh, he was on the Royal staff. He's part of Matheny's staff this year. He interviewed for that Royals job. They didn't want him. Uh, but um, the White Sox apparently did. It certainly wasn't a name cap, correct me if I'm wrong, that was on um, anybody or many people's radar. What was the, I guess, deciding factor that made Griefall the guy on the south side?
4: His name wasn't Ozzie Guillen. Yeah, he was Rick Hahn's choice. He and Chris Getz got to make this choice. What I've been told, Ozzie's the choice of Jerry Reinsdorf and Kenny Williams. But you know, they didn't get let Rick make the choice the last time. So this time, it was what he wanted, and he did not want Ozzie.
0: So Grateful is a guy that. Was passed over where he was a coach in Kansas City. From the outside looking in, it's it's head scratching. You wonder what a Kansas City missed, and it, it's not like you're taking over a guy from a great organization. This isn't Houston. This isn't the Dodgers. Right. This is the Kansas City Royals. It's just so many head scratching moments about this hire.
4: So the re- I asked that exact question.
0: <laughs> great minds this think dude alike.
4: Was so good, right? right. Why? He's in your building. But what I was told was a lot of the players wanted him. Salvi Perez, Salvador Perez wanted him. But you have a new GM. You have new ownership. And when they got rid of Dayton Moore, they went, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. We want our own guy. And this feels like it's the same as before. Yes, he's very good, but we're going to get a fresh perspective. And that's why they didn't hire him.
3: Uh, who does he bring with him, Cap? Has he announced any of his uh, staff? Because apparently uh, not, uh, not a lot of uh, the guys that were on Tony's staff are going to be asked to come back.
4: It's going to be totally different. This is going to be a Rick Hahn production, and I like Rick very much. Mm-hmm. I would have hired Ozzy because I think people forget, as Joe Madden said to me on a podcast two weeks ago that we taped, and I said, hey, Joe, we let you go, thanks for coming on. I'm sure I upset you with some of my critiques on TV, radio, or whatever I wrote. And he laughed and he said, Cap, it's entertainment, brother. Hmm. It's entertainment, brother. And I think we forget that sometimes. And I think Ozzy would have been, A, wildly entertaining. B, you can't tell me he's not successful. He won the World Series for you. So I would have gone that direction. Rick and Chris Getz want someone much more analytic, and someone less controversial.
0: Also much more easy to manipulate, probably isn't the right word here, but go in a direction that they want to go. Is that fair?
4: Say that again?
0: Is it a manager that they can control a little bit better too?
4: Um, well, look, no one's going to control Ozzie Guillen. Sure,
0: right.
4: That said, you've got to let a guy yeah. do his job. You cannot, and Madden talked about this, you can't walk in at you know noon and go, yeah, t- the Trent Condon dude, you can't play him today. He had a taco three weeks ago yesterday, <laughs> and when he mm-hmm. eats a taco three weeks ago yesterday, he's hitting 120. But if he'd had a steak, you could put him in the lineup. <laughs> and that's what a lot of these analytical people do. And in the end, like Joe said, you could tell me all you want that – Ken Miller, analytically, is the best option for you today. You didn't know that Ken got in a fight with his wife this morning or that Ken ate something that didn't agree with him, but he's a tough guy and he's not telling anybody. Like, the analytics don't, they're not a foolproof system. So give me the info, and then I'm going to use my gut feeling. So can Rick and Chris Getz control Pedro Grifal? I'm sure as a first-time manager, he's going to be more willing to listen to what they say, but that's why Tom Thibodeau isn't the coach of the Chicago Bulls. Mm. And he's admitted to me that Former would come down and say, why don't you use Ken Miller at point guard a little bit? Let's see how that will work. No, I don't think he can play that position. Get out of my office. Well, all you do is cause a problem. He said what I should have done was, all right, put him in for five or ten minutes, and if it doesn't work, oh, I tried it, I'm out. And they can't say that you were unwilling to try something. So my long-winded answer to your question is, I think you can control a first-time manager more than a veteran like Ozzie or Joe – it just doesn't mean that that's the right way to handle
3: it. It sounds like he's going to have a former manager on his staff, if the counts are right. Charlie Montoya, he didn't manage for a long time, but um, he managed my squad up in Toronto. I liked him, um, but uh, we'll we'll, we'll see how that goes. Well, let's finish up with the baseball then, Cap. What are you hearing south side, north side, if anything? um, And any rumors out there, Cubs, White Sox, since the last time we spoke?
4: The only thing I'm hearing is still that the Cubs are going to – spend money, and that they are absolutely going to try and contend next year. Now, does contend mean they are going to try and win the World Series? They can tell you all you want every year, as sacred as Theo used to say, blah, 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 blah. That's all a lot of garbage to me. Your actions will tell you what you're trying to do. I don't believe they're trying to win the World Series next year, because I don't think, barring a oh-my-God moment, I don't how you're going to acquire enough talent. But if you had told me when they fired Joe Girardi that the Phillies would be two wins from winning right. the World Series, yeah. I wouldn't have seen that coming either. So anything is possible. I just think they're going to try and be a much more competitive team, and then we'll see where it goes from there.
0: Can I never think that I have to pull your teeth to talk football, but can we talk some football? Oh, let's do it. All right, let's get into it here. Let's get into the Bears and a weird trade deadline certainly across the NFL, as we see more and more NFL trades happening than we had in years past. And the Bears go out, trade a couple of def- defensive veteran guys, guys that weren't going to come back, and Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith, and then surprise a lot of people with Chase Claypool coming in, another weapon for Justin Fields. Takeaways from you, Cappy, as we look at what the Bears did.
4: I have no issue that Ryan Poles gave up his second-round pick because he had given up the the second-round pick they got from the Ravens, that would have not been as attractive to the Steelers as the Green Bay Packers pick. And we were told this morning again, that deal was basically done. Packers thought they were getting Chase Claypool. Ryan Paul says, you can have the higher of the second-round picks that we have. Well, that's going to be better in the Steelers' mind than the Green Bay Packers pick. We'll take that one. And so that's why Claypool's here. Now, there are a lot of people who believe the Bears grossly overpaid. ESPN trade grade gave them, I want to say, a D plus, And they gave a much more laudatory grade to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, again, Ryan looks and goes, free agency, there's not much there. I mean, you want Nelson Aguilar at $10 million a year? I don't. Mm-mm. So... He made a move, said, I got two number one picks. I got nine draft picks. This guy, we believe he believes in his scouting from his days in Kansas City that this guy has a lot more juice left in his game. So the juice is worth the squeeze for him. He took the shot. There are others that have graded the way polls believe that it's a pretty solid trade. Did we get a one? I don't know. He's a three in Pittsburgh where they don't have a ton of weapons. Deontay Johnson and George Pickens are clearly ahead of him. Here, he's by far our number one. Does that mean he's a number one in the NFL? I can tell you, since he came into the league in 2020, he's top ten in contested catches. So, take that for what it's worth. He's six four. Yep. He's two hundred and twenty some pounds, and he runs a four 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 three eight forty. So let's see. Let's go and give it a shot.
3: Yeah, I'm with you, Cap. He's a big dude, and uh, I like the move. I did, and I can understand the ESPN side of it as well, but uh, I, I certainly, I, I think it's going to prove to be, not this year, but it, it's, it's, to me it's uh, that light at the end of that proverbial tunnel that we see getting closer, at least I think. So was polls close on anything else, Cap? What's rumored that he was in on that maybe just didn't get done at the last moment? Have you heard any of those?
4: No, that's about all he was in on. Roquan, he was on yesterday with Waddle and Sylvie and basically admitted that the Roquan thing has been in the works since Roquan decided to hold out or hold in during training camp. And then I was told, you know, Roquan likes to run the streets. Roquan likes to go out, and that was a definite issue for Bears management. Can we trust a guy to give him $100 million when he likes to go out? I mean, I, this is not a secret because it's been out there, but you know, people may not know this. A good friend of mine who played in the NFL was at a bar in Wrigleyville. He said we were on a pub crawl for a, a bachelor party. He said, I look, and it's midnight. It's Friday night. They play the Packers on Sunday night football. Two days later, they're leaving the next day to go on the road. Again, he's 25, real he's got millions of dollars. It's his business. It's just not a great image for one of your leaders. He's in there having cocktails at a bar in Wrigleyville. It's midnight. So I don't know if he got home at 4 in the morning. I don't know if he got home at 12:15. I have no idea. All I'm telling you is those types of things concern Bears management. And then I heard they had an ugly exchange he imposed because he didn't like the contract offer. Well, that's why you hire an agent. right? You don't go in and negotiate for yourself. So you just don't because management's trying to get you as inexpensively as they can. You're trying to get yourself as expensively as you can. They're going to tell you why you're not worth it. You don't need to hear it. A good agent does not share that with you. Well, Ken, they don't like this about you. He just tells you here's the best they can do. Do you want it or not?
0: Makes it a lot easier and no hurt feelings, and that's something you certainly yeah. don't want in negotiations. Cappy, we've seen Ryan Poles now go through his first NFL draft. We've seen the first trade deadline that he has hit, the blueprint, and it feels like maybe, just maybe, they do have a quarterback here. Do you like the direction? Are you excited? Not just that they can win a division, become a playoff team within the next couple of years, that This thing is building. The foundation is being put in place that this can be something sustainable, that this is going to be something more than a one-year blip that everybody has in the NFL, that there could be more here.
4: Yeah, again, they have one first-round pick that they selected left on their roster. Hmm. They have Nikhil Harry, I get it. He He was picked by New England. But the only number one pick on our roster is Justin Fields. Well, when you don't have any number ones on your roster and very few number twos on your roster, you have a long, long way to go. Look at the Jets are having a resurgent season. I know they lost the other day, uh, to New England on Sunday. They have 14 first round picks on their roster, 19 if you count second round picks on your roster. We don't have any of that high level impact talent. Just look at our offensive line. Larry Borum, fifth-round pick. Kevin Jenkins, second-round pick, and he looks like he's treading up. Mustafer, undrafted. Schofield is old in NFL terms and is very, eh, he's okay at left guard. And then, what do you have, a fifth-round pick at left tackle? That is not engendering great confidence that that room is good. Go to your wide receivers. Pringle. Nikhil Harry, Equinemia St. Brown, Darnell Mooney, who on a really good team is a three or a four. Here he's a one. I love him, and I'm not telling you I don't want him on the team. But go, let's just use Tampa. Is he better than Mike Evans? Absolutely not. Is he better than Chris Godwin? Absolutely not. So he's at best, best, their number three. Go start looking around the league and tell me what really good team is Darnell Mooney is a one or a two on. Does not exist. You could send him to the Steelers. He's not ahead of George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. He's Hmm. just not. How about the Bengals? Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler Boyd, and T Higgins? He's a four on that team. Yep. So that's my point. you got a long way to go.
3: Cap, uh, one on the Bulls here for you. Uh, I didn't see this coming yesterday. Brooklyn, they fired their coach, thought that they'd uh, find a way to beat the Bulls, who are now a 500 team with that win. They just pulled away in the fourth quarter. Uh, Had a huge fourth quarter, and and the woes that have befallen the Nets continue. Nice win for the Bulls last night. Where are they, Cap, early in the season? Uh, You
4: know, they don't have Lonzo. Now Andre Drummond is out. Kobe White is out. They're dealing with injuries, and they've got to be very careful managing Zach. But Zach played 37 minutes last night, so his knee's healthy. Anyone that worries that his knee's not healthy, they're just trying to manage it. I don't expect him to play tonight. We have not yet been told that he's out. But if he played 37 minutes last night, why would you play him again tonight if you're trying to manage the health of his knee? Uh, he played great. He had 20 points in the fourth quarter. He was banging threes from everywhere. DeMar had 20, 17 for Io DeSumo, and that whole thing in Brooklyn is a mess. Yep. I don't know if you watched Inside the NBA, but Barkley said uh, Kyrie should have been suspended for the tweet linking to an anti-Semitic mm-hmm. movie. You are, you're going to hire who as your head coach? Amy Udoka, who's been suspended for the year Mm -hmm. for sending multiple women inappropriate text messages by another team in the league, and that's the best you can do, that franchise is an absolute embarrassment.
0: Like Charlotte tonight, getting the five and a half currently, and we wait the decision there, Cappy. Got any tips for us? I uh, enjoyed last week, got to see a little bit of your your TV show on the gambling side of things during the Bulls game. You got more of those coming Yeah, you know
3: what, Cap, uh, Trent alerted me to that. That was a decent watch. How long has that been going on?
0: So we did, I don't know, three of them
4: maybe last year, maybe four. We're doing, I think, four more of them this year. And they're just a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun to try and in-game live wager. And then I'm hearing from buddies of mine who I had said, hey, you should watch this. We're going to do this. And so they ended up watching it. A couple of them downloaded the app and said, Oh my God, dude, I didn't know you could bet live on games. I'm like, Yeah. Where you been? (laughs) But you know, you don't have to bet thousands of dollars. You could put my producer at T V had a fifth get this fifteen leg same game parlay. He bet two dollars on it. He hit fourteen of the (laughs) fifteen. He was locked in and I said, oh my god, if you felt that good about it, why didn't you send those to me? <laughs> yeah, that, That's exactly true. Uh, Anthony, he almost cashed big on a 15-leg parlor. Crazy.
3: Uh, t- two bucks. you got. you got to run for his money. You can't ask for much more than that. Flightline going to get beat in the Breeders' Cup Classic? Or are you going to be at Hawthorne?
4: I will not be there. I will be watching and betting on my Club Hawthorne mobile wagering app.
3: Who do they partner with, Cap? Who's who's their partner with that? I didn't know about that. Are they an express Bet at Twin Spires?
4: No, it's Club Hawthorne through Hawthorne Racecourse. Yeah. Download the Club Hawthorne app. It's like a tan color, like light brown app with an H in it. I love it. That's where I do all my horse wagering, and I will be wagering on the breeders both Friday and Saturday. And, by the way, while I'm talking to you, I logged on to my prediction machine account, Trent likes the Hornets plus the points. They have the Chicago Bulls covering 73% of the time, winning the game by average, 122 to 115.
3: <laughs> Good stuff. Capper, uh, talk to you in a week. Thank you, David Kaplan. Yeah, take that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take right. that. See you. Good I'll to th- see you. Take care. Thank you, Capper. Uh, David Kaplan, uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cap. Uh, Centurion Stone of I. we can find them at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. If you have a project, uh, an interior or an exterior that requires manufactured stone veneer, etc., they've got... Whoa, how about this? Over 200 color and pattern combinations. Check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com. And then there's the showroom, as mentioned, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. So the Hornets for you tonight, huh? That
0: is one of the plays that is on the list, and it was exactly what Cappy was talking about. Levine, back-to-back, trying to manage that knee. I wanted to get in on it before the announcement came down. And be on the right side of it because ultimately, I don't believe he's going to play tonight, and that's why I jumped on, got the five and a half. Because I'm going to guess they'll, if they do say that he's not going to play, that prediction will change. It, the point yes. spread's going to move there, yes. and maybe even a middling opportunity. You never know.
3: There you go. Well, talk some Hawks and then some Clones. John Bowen camp on Iowa. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. That's next. It's Miller and Condon.
0: We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. You've been waiting for it, and now it's here, Fat Charlie's. Now open in Urbandale. An upscale sports bar with over 50 TVs. A brunch menu available every day starting at 9. On the weekends, free pancakes for kids. And don't forget about the Bloody Mary and Mimosa Bar. You want pizza while watching the game? Fat Charlie's has fresh homemade dough. Make your way to Fat Charlie's. 121ststreet.com
3: I'm Dr. Kevin Baker, a Des Moines dentist and chair of this year's Iowa Mission of Mercy. A free two-day dental clinic the Iowa Mission of Mercy, or as you might know it, iMom, is coming to the Varied Industries building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds November 4th and 5th. Doors open each day at 6 a.m., and patients are seen on a first-come, first-served basis. Dental professionals from across the state will provide cleanings, fillings, and other simple dental procedures. DART is offering free transportation to the fairgrounds for patients. For more information, go to
0: iowamoms.com Babble.com Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell from Elite Eye Care University Avenue West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, Eye Dr. Des Moines. (laughs) Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on KXNO. Now back
2: to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent.
3: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Let's talk some hawks and some clones. John Bowen, Camp momentarily on Iowa. Dave Sproul. Coming up in six 8, ten minutes on Iowa State trends plays of the day before we skedaddle out of here and make way for Murph and Andy at one o'clock. Let's get John Bowen Camp in here. You can read him. Well, you could read him last Sunday in the Chicago Tribune. Uh, they yeah. picked up his AP story. Well done, big, Mr. Bowen Camp. That is big time. <laughs> Hawkeye Nation, of course, iowacollegehoops.com is a great site to, for the in-state schools as well. John, your takeaway from yesterday. If anything, what was the what did you leave? Uh the press conferences with uh maybe a friend of mine yesterday.
2: A lot of a lot of Charlie Jones questions <laughs> yep. yesterday. Uh-huh. Um you know, and I and I and I say and I mean obviously that was gonna come up considering the way he's played this year. And you know, one of the things that, that Kirk said was that, you know, that he was playing well in the spring. That was probably the best, you know, he'd been playing since he'd been at Iowa. And then he left, you know. So, I mean he was you know, I mean that they, they know there's a bigger thing at stake this weekend if you get a road win at Purdue it's a big deal but you know I mean I think these guys know that there's going to be a lot of especially on the defensive side they know there's gonna be a lot of attention that's gonna be paid to how they play Charlie Jones and what he does in the game and Tyrone Tracy too because I don't think they want to be beaten by either one of those guys because I don't think they want to have to answer the questions about it.
0: Well, we've seen not Charlie Jones, but other Purdue wide receivers really take it to this Iowa defense yeah. and Phil Parker. Yeah. And it's not just David Bell either. I mean, there's been a host of guys, guys built different ways that have been able to do it time in and time out. What do you think it is? I mean, we've never seen Phil Parker struggle like this against any kind of offensive system. What is it about Purdue? I, You
2: know, I, and I think a lot of it's just been... And it's kind of funny to say this, but I mean, they've they've always never been focused on one option. You know, you think back to—I mean, they try to take everything away. I think it's sometimes when you do that against a team that has so many options.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And
2: then, then it becomes a real problem for you, I think. You know, if you try to center on you know, one or two guys and make somebody beat you, sometimes that can that can play to your advantage. But I just, I just think they've never been able to solve the equation of, you know, how do we keep them from continually getting big plays? And, I mean, some of that, you know, I mean, just think a few years ago. I mean, you know, they throw Riley Moss into that situation as a true freshman. Yep. You know, now look at where he's at as a cornerback. He wasn't there last year. He wasn't there for the game last year when they played. Um, you know, so, I mean, I think maybe this group may be built to play this team now. I mean, when you look at the depth in the secondary – but it's just going to be how, they, how do they attack this defense? You know, how do they attack this offense? Do they blitz? You know, what what sort of coverages do they play? And everything they've tried just has never really worked.
3: John, it was, um, it was a huge confidence, Bill, to have Northwestern on the schedule the way they, uh, the where it was, yeah. uh, and, and they took advantage of that. How will they try and keep it going? Cause I think this is a very winnable football game, John. I do. And I, and I've, done, and Trent's 100% right. Um, Purdue has given Phil Parker fits and you can't say that about too many schools. Mm-hmm. I, I think the beat goes on. I believe I was going to go on the road and win this football game. How will they do so? Other than, you know, the defense, um, seemingly, literally in the year, if the defense didn't get a couple of scores, they had no chance of winning. I think the offense can keep the beat going.
2: And, and the biggest key is going to be how the offensive line keeps the beat going right. from from last week to this week because they were really good last week. And and I know again, you, you always you couch it all that with say, but it was Northwestern. Still, they played well, and when you played well, you gave Spencer Peters time. You gave the running game some places to run. Um, if you can do that on Saturday, you, you, have, you have a good chance of winning that game. Also, because two things have to happen. One is keep Purdue's offense off the field. You know, So you're going to have to control the ball. You're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to, to make efficient passes. You're going to have to keep that clock going. And so to do that, the offensive line has to play well. And so that, to me, is the biggest thing on Saturday. Plus, we're talking about, you know, I've been looking at the weather forecast, and it's going to be rainy, it's going to be windy, Mm -hmm. like it's going to be here this weekend. So, I mean, that plays, I think, maybe plays in Iowa's favor, too, a little bit. So I think there's some things there, but they've just got to play well and, and keep that going from last week to this
0: week. Interesting. Certainly, we saw a big step forward out of the offense last week. It was a huge part of that, the offensive line. But also Spencer Peters, much maligned throughout his career at Iowa 18 of 18 on passes within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Now, mm-hmm. those are the passes you're supposed to make. They're supposed to be the easy right. ones there. But 18 of 18, there's not many quarterbacks that do that. Was it just a great day game against Northwestern, a team that Iowa was just a lot better than? Or does this make you hopeful for the rest of the season that there is real change about and they are really making progress?
2: Well, one of the things I liked was he spread it around. I mean, what was it, eight different receivers or whatever? When you can do that, when you can get, a lot of guys involved, and not have a drop off. You know, when you do get them involved, I, I think that's the sign that your offense is playing pretty well. And so, again, that's another thing they're going to have to do again this week. They're going to get a lot of guys involved. um You know, they're they're as healthy probably as they've ever been at wide receiver this season. um You know, so get everybody involved, see what they can do from there, and again, control the ball. That's to me the biggest thing there. I, I just don't think you want a lot of three and outs against this Purdue offense.
3: Uh, let's go back to Monday night. You were in attendance at Carver the uh, the exhibition game against Truman State. Uh, all things considered sounds like they got everything they needed to get out of it. Um, just your takeaway. Maybe if there was not a concern, Patrick McCaffrey everybody's having a good night, but uh, PMAC didn't really show up in the stat sheet. Uh, not that that means necessarily didn't play well. Your, th- your takeaway from the exhibition game.
2: Well, I mean part of the reason why he didn't was because everybody was playing well around him, I mean, so I thought you know I mean, I mean Chris Murray was really good, and which I mean, which everybody expected, I mean, just because I think he's had a great off season and and the lessons he learned going through the n b a draft process, you know, Peyton Sanford was good, Phil Brebraccia was really aggressive on the offensive end, which is if Fran's been talking about that, he talked about this this summer when I talked to him. Talked about it a Media Day, and I mean, and, 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 and he looked more like the guy that I saw when he played in Summit. summer. And so, again, I think that's a good sign. And, and I think so, you know the Patrick stuff that, that'll come together. I mean, it's just you know there's going to be nights he's going to play well. But the one thing you saw the other night was there's a lot of guys on this team that can score, and there's just and they can score from different spots in the floor. So this is going to be a really tough team to defend, I think. And, and you could kind of see that the other night. You know, Truman State, Jeff Warner has a really nice program down there. You had a lot of kids that were coming in there that were Iowa kids. And, I mean, the Iowa. I mean, to me, that was just a really good performance for them, just the way they were able to, to do different things with different guys.
0: Do they have their point guard in Tony Perkins? Is he a guy that can do it, not for stretches, not for six, eight minutes a half, but can be for all intents and purposes the full time and then you mix in Bowen and Eulis in the backup spot. Is that the direction you think Fran's gonna go?
2: Yeah. I mean I, I mean you can just kinda of tell, you know, the way he talked the other night and, and when they talked about where they've kind of done things this summer. He's done a lot of work at that spot. I think I think the lineup they rolled out there the other night was probably it's probably their best lineup it's the one you're going to see most of the year, you know, until, you know, I mean, obviously you have to make a change at some point. But um, I I think this lineup that they played the other night is what you're going to see out of them all year. And it's a really good lineup. And and you can see that just in the way they played together, the way they shared the ball and and just did a lot of different – the way they moved it, I think – was what impressed me the most,
3: John Bowen Camp. Great stuff, iowacollegehoops.com, dot com, AP, Hawkeye Nation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, John, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a good day. Yep. You. you do the same. Uh, good to talk to John. Good to catch up with him. Uh, Dave Sproul from KASI 1430 on the AM dial. He's coming up next of course. Iowa State, West Virginia this week. It's a 230 kick. The game is on ESPN plus, but if you can't be, if you don't have that, you can hear the game, uh, down the dial and 100.3 the bust, the flagship here. Uh, in central Iowa, uh, in the Des Moines area of Iowa State. Let's get to Dave Sproul. He joins us. Dave, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, sounds like um, Iowa State's going to get some dudes back. Colby Reader being one of them, thought maybe his career had come to an end when we saw him get hurt a few weeks back, but sounds as though he's going to be able to answer the bell this week. Dave, how are you, first of all, and uh, and Reader update.
4: I,
1: I'm very well, and I am probable to go on Saturday myself. Yeah, which is uh, good news, because there was a question. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep, yep. Uh, don't believe the rumors. Yeah, uh, and Matt Campbell said yes. Actually, that Reader was kind of close to actually playing on Saturday, but he just felt it wasn't quite there where it needed to be. It wouldn't be fair to, to put him out there and risk further injury. And so he said, you know, he's yeah, it's pretty optimistic that Reader is going to be able to go this week. He said Brock is closer to 100%. Jarrell Brock and, and Cartavius Norton are both closer to 100% uh, than they were a week ago. Uh, the only really bad news, I guess, on the downside for Iowa State is that Malik Verdon, the defensive back, is out for the season. Had surgery last week. Uh, Campbell wouldn't say uh, what body part, but uh, he's going to be done for the season.
0: Must win. Yep. We don't like to throw it around. This is a must win, isn't it?
1: Well, if you want to go bowling, it absolutely yes. is. This is the worst team left on your schedule. Uh, and then you've got them at home, and you need to win this. You need to beat Texas Tech, and you need to pick up one of those road games yep. against two of the top three teams in the Big 12 right now. So, yeah, you better get this one if you want to be playing in a bowl game. And it's not going to be easy. Uh, and West Virginia, I know they lost uh, running back C.J. Donaldson for the season, and they got a couple other running backs who are bagging up, so there's some real question marks there. But they do have you know, a great uh, quarterback, a physically gifted quarterback, I should say, probably not the, the most incredible numbers you've seen, but J.T. Daniels certainly could sling the ball. Bryce Ford Wheaton, he might be the best receiver in the in the Big 12. Probably, you know Xavier Hutchinson is is probably that, but I think Bryce Worthy uh, is right there. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, I should say, is right there along with Xavier Worthy at Texas. We uh, just don't hear about us because West Virginia hasn't won very much. So no. it, you know that's a that's a team that's going to pose some threats to you. They're not going to be a walkover.
3: Yeah, indeed. Uh, what's the name, Johnson at TCU, uh, Quinton Johnson? Yeah, Quinton Johnson, another yeah, pretty good. One. Uh, yeah, he is. He's a good player too. Uh, so, what's um was, was Hunter Decker's? I'm sure he was brought up at some point. What's his psyche like uh, after? Where where is he at right now? Uh, so much on his shoulders. The offense, like they're having, they're struggling to run the football. Right, they're asking Decker's to do a lot uh, in his first campaign as the starter. Where's the QB at? Do you think between the years?
1: You know that that didn't come up specifically yesterday. I can't remember if it came up after Saturday's game. But talking to Coach Campbell and uh, the offensive coordinator, as well as you know the the teammates there on the offensive side, they all say he's a pretty cool customer. He doesn't get too high or too low, and and maintains a pretty even keel. Uh, so I'll take them at their word and and surmise that you know he's probably trying to roll with the punches. He knows he has to be better, and the three interception performance is not. Acceptable and he'll try to get better and, you know, learn from, from those mistakes. Uh, but at this point, I mean, it's always hard, so hard, you know, to tell what a guy is thinking or where his confidence level is at. But from everything we've heard, at least from teammates and coaches, he's, he's fairly unflappable and uh, we'll see if that's the case, if he can come out and he's going to need to play, you know, with confidence, uh, and not be afraid to make mistakes when he comes out, you know, down the stretch of the season here.
0: New uh, guy popped off the screen last weekend, played a little bit against Texas, Carson Willich, a freshman linebacker from down in Missouri, number 14, had to look at the roster again. What's, what's this guy? So yeah. fills in a little bit and uh, working through some young guys going through that linebacker group with Reader out.
1: Yeah, and he, yeah, by necessity he had to play some, but also, you know, this is kind of the time of the season you see some young guys really start to emerge because, you know, they get their feet wet a little bit, they get the Get used to what Big 12 play is all about, and then they get the chance to go out there and, and do some things. And Matt Campbell has never been afraid to play young guys if you think they're ready uh, to, to hold their own against uh, Big 12 competition. And and Willick has done that. He's he's really been uh, and a bit of an eye opener. I don't know if he's a guy uh, that many people expected to be contributing at this stage, but you know the injury uh, kind of opened the door for him, and his own play kind of justified that opportunity for him. So he's a guy who you, you know even if Reader isn't. Totally 100%, but Ken playing, maybe you can give him a few more plays off than you would have otherwise uh, to try to preserve his health because of uh, the, the way that Willick and some of the other younger linebackers have played so far. Will McLaughlin, I think, is a guy who deserves to be mentioned in that group as well.
3: Uh, I, I'm not uh, one that, uh, that think Hunter Deckers needs to spend some time on the sidelines to get better, um, but there's certainly that 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 narrative is out there. Who would it be if he got hurt, if he lost his helmet, or if, let's say he had to miss a couple of series? Uh, is Beck clear-cut number two, or is Ashton Cook in the conversation at that spot?
1: Yeah, it's really hard to see how close that competition is because we really haven't tried to drill down with, with Matt Campbell or Tom Manning exactly where that's would stand uh, based on what we saw in the, you know, the two non-conference blowout wins that Iowa State was able to get, you know, roll out multiple quarterbacks there. Rocco Beck was the guy who was first off the bench. So at this point I would presume he's most likely to be the first off the bench if the necessity uh, were to arise during the course of the game. But it wouldn't totally shock me if, if Ashton Cook were that guy I would be a little bit more surprised if it was anyone else. Uh, but uh, at this point, yeah, he's, I don't, I don't think Decker is going to get benched unless he has a really putrid performance out there, uh, but you, you always have to be aware of that. And it was interesting, you know, Randy Peterson had asked about Decker's running more uh, after Saturday's game, and Matt Campbell made it, you know, part of his response was pointing to the Big 12 quarterbacks that have all been banged up, uh, it seems, at one point or another. And Randy, you know, delved into that a little more, and it, it's pretty safe to say. Pretty much every uh, Big 12 starting quarterback has had to deal with some kind of injury or another. At some point, and that's a big reason we don't see Deckers running very much is because they don't want to uh, have to be without him for, for too long.
0: No exhibition game for the men's basketball team to overreact to, but we get to see them on the hardwood <laughs> against Oui Pooey on Monday. Three uh, layup games to open up the season before they go out to the Phil Knight Invitational. We know, obviously, Jeremiah Williams will not be part of the team this year with the torn ACL. Where are you expectation-wise with this group?
1: Oh, that's a really good question, because they certainly exceeded my expectations last year, and this team is going to be built very similarly, and, you know, there's been a lot of talk about who's going to be the next Isaiah Brockington. Well, at this point a year ago, we didn't even know that's Isaiah true. Brockington no, no. was going to be Isaiah Brockington uh, until, you know, he stepped up and really started lighting it up for mid-range, and so we'll see if somebody can step up and be that offensive scoring uh, threat, uh, but as of right now, you got to count on a team that's going to play its guts out defensively and try to shut down the other team, and probably win in kind of ugly fashion, if you will, at least to my mind. I, I like high-scoring basketball as opposed to the uh, rock fights that Iowa State was rolling out there last year. But Iowa State won a lot of those rock fights last year, so uh, I'm sure they'll be, uh, they'll be ready to go and, and do the same thing again this season.
3: Dave Sprout, 1430 KSI, part of the Learfield broadcast. Uh, what time are you guys on the air this week, Dave? pregame. Yep, 2.30 kickoff. On the bus and, of course, on 14.30 KASI. Dave Sprout, thanks for doing this, Dave. Talk to you next week. Appreciate it. You bet. My pleasure. Thank you. Dave Sprout joining us. Uh, follow John Bowen camp in here as we take a look at the Hawks and the Clones. Trent's played the day. It's next. Circus Sports sponsors down the stretch. We come on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3.
0: KXNO. NBA fans, basketball is back. So to tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers out there. You can make any $5 NBA money line bet. All they have to do. And you win when you get two hundred dollars in free bets. Just win the basketball game. Check this out as well, Trent. In addition to the usual bets, everybody can boost their winnings up to one hundred percent
3: with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings app, opt in, place a stepped up same game parlay, and do it today with bigger payouts than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where
0: I will go to make my NBA bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code KXNO again. Make any five dollar bet this week, you'll get two hundred dollars in free bets. If your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code KXNO. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Often required. Deposit parley and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Gambling problem? Call what's one- today. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset, trying to manage it yourself. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today. Or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse. You can't buy happiness.
2: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook. Brought to you by Circus
3: Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, we're quickly rounding out a show here. Trent Condon, turn it over to you. Circus Sports sponsors your
0: plays of the day. What are you betting? Uh, We are betting the under in Javier strikeouts tonight. Five and a half is the number there, minus 113 currently the price. We're going under on Javier strikeouts. We got a bunch of NBA tonight. mentioned earlier playing Charlotte also going to play the Kings on the road, Miami on a back-to-back, and going to play the Hawks back in MSG. We know how young well plays in MSG. Uh, the under in Bowling Green, Western Michigan tonight. And then we're putting this together. Here's a little parlay for you. <laughs> the Bucks. all they got to do is win against the Pistons at home. You would think. Pretty easy, right? Well. And we're taking big guy state. Bowling Green tonight. Also, not playing around with the points, just money line. Parlay those two teams together. Minus 137. And that's how we'll play tonight. Getting involved in action. Hit it last
3: night, both sides. Oh, Tuesday and Wednesday night. Uh, well, um, good luck. Thank you. Good luck to everybody listening that follows you. And the, bad luck to the people trying to feed me. Uh, Murph and Andy in four minutes. In two hours and four minutes, KXNO Drive with Heather and Sean. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays 11 to 1, 106.3, KXNO.